are officially all three of us now agents of the deep state. Congratulations, yeah. fellas. Nice. How do you... Is this uh, on account of the microchip I had put yeah. in my arm? Yeah, the new OS update. Yeah, feels fucking great, except for a really sore arm. My arm hurts so fucking bad. So I just got my shot yesterday. And I actually don't feel as bad as I thought I would, or at least like I was I was worried that I would feel very sick because times in the past when I've gotten the flu shot, I've gotten very sick. But I feel okay. Um, except that it feels like Dwayne the Rock Johnson like punched me in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so, i was well, honestly very shocked at how sore i was the next day but then the next day i was gone it was i was completely happy uh, yeah and then all better so yeah, yeah as of mid-may all three of us will be 100 percent fully vaxxed yeah fuck yeah which means you the pods getting to back together <laughs> <laughs> and i have a lot of doorknobs to like that's good. I keep seeing uh, something about white, uh, hot white boy summer or something. Is yeah, that, I don't understand what that is. It sounds white supremacist to me, but yeah, it definitely yeah. does. Yeah, but maybe it has something to do with also getting vaccines, and then it could like, be, yeah, yeah, and, then, and like know. the une the uneven distribution of vaccines, like on a global level. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like America is going to be shut down for a long fucking time, despite having a much higher vaccination per capita rate we're fucking it up so well yeah 40 percent of americans say that they just like well no it's actually 40 percent of trump supporters just say that they're never going to get the vaccine like they refuse ever to get it that's why we have we have to keep grandchildren hostage right you don't see the grandkids (laughs) so okay this is so my aunt uh on my father's side who is a nurse uh told my grandparents that they shouldn't get the vaccine because whatever, you know, crazy fucking reason anti-vaxxers uh, have. And mm. so my grandparents weren't going to get it. And my grandfather, I know, is a Trump supporter. I don't know about my grandma. She doesn't really talk politics. But um, so my my uncle, who has who has two kids, basically told them that if they don't get it, they can't see their grandkids. And so they got the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, we have to weaponize the nation's grandchildren yeah. to get yeah. all grandparents vaccinated uh, before the holidays. Which, you, you know, like, <laughs> and you think about it, it's like, I, I, it really shows, like, how, like, the, the level of belief is, that's really going on here. Like, if you really think that the, that it is a mind control device or it's really deadly, I mean, I guess, like, grandparents will sacrifice themselves just to see their grandkids but i also yeah absolutely right but i i also think like unless like you make a couple unless you you tell your 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 children like you would really sacrifice me to bill gates then like let me just see my own grandkids like you you would do that like unless that conversation occurs like i don't i i just well yeah because you're asking well, you're asking me to sacrifice my children just because you think that Bill Gates is like made a liquid deep state m- mind control tracker. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't know. It's- well, we have to remember the, the story of Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> on, on this blessed day. He yeah. is risen, by the way. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Hallelujah. A Mary, he is risen to both of you. 
Easter is such a weird fun. Of all the Christian holidays, I think Easter is the weirdest one. What about the Pentecost? Uh, I don't don't know know much about the Pentecost, to be honest. The the Pentecost is when um, I think Jesus comes back in the flesh after being gone, like, for a bit. I think that's what happens. I think there's also, like, I think that there's something to do with, like, people speaking languages they couldn't speak suddenly like yeah speaking like speaking in tongues yeah yeah or like you know being suddenly fluent in foreign languages i think that's what i I don't know pentecostals are fucking wild though but yeah uh em asked me a good question she said what time did uh jesus arise i said six (laughs) o'clock He rose and grinded. <laughs> he, was, he was about getting that bread. He, he woke up right at six and was like, hey, listen. Bread and fishes. Yeah. Yo, everybody out there in Nazareth, let me tell you one thing. You got to get in on this real estate boom. You got to get up. You got to chase that bag every day. You got to put a little bit of down payment because, you know, working smart hurts a lot less than working stupid. And don't forget the cold showers keep your tea levels high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Jesus wearing some Oakleys, uh, sitting in an F one fifty, parked in a, a Bass Pro Shop parking lot, and like, <laughs> talking directly into his Samsung Galaxy twenty. Now this is my boy John. My boy John is really about that bag. Dude eats nothing but locusts and honey. <laughs> That's, but that's what it takes to get to the top. You know what I'm saying? This boy Judas. This boy Judas over here, he will do anything for some silver. All right? Anything. You gotta do what he does. Be like him. This man will do anything for some silver. Yo, I got your back, but it's best to watch your front. <laughs> Brittany, what were you talking about on Twitter? Did you see the one where it's like uh, the dad enters the, the cave and is like, are you risen, son? Are you risen, son? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it feels good to blaspheme yeah. a little bit. Yeah, on a Sunday morning. Right. This, this holy Sunday. You know, Easter has always been one of my favorite holidays because uh, it was always a holiday that I got to go see my aunts and, and uh, cousins in Connecticut because, you know, Catholics, right? Sure. Celebrating Easter is probably the most important um catholic holiday of the year and also i used to do lent as a kid and so easter was like candy like yeah. i would you know not do candy for a couple of weeks in the lead up and then i would just gorge on candy and uh yeah i don't know this year i'm gonna, probably gonna stay away from the candy but i've got liquid candy now with my homebrew there we go yeah uh, uh i remember getting like it's like my mom's catholic i remember getting like a basket you know, and you get like the the plastic grass in it that probably has killed thousands of marine life mammals. Like, yeah, and it's like somewhere just as Jesus Jesus would have wanted. Yeah, it's probably it was that 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 basket grass is probably like in the middle of the Pacific Ocean right now in the garbage patch. But it's like <laughs> um, you get like a giant uh, chocolate rabbit. That you eat yep, like yep. half of you like the you eat the ears off like some sort of sadist and you do, like it looks funny and and then I don't know I never really had much of a sweet tooth so I didn't really go nuts with it afterward. You needed to give oh, me I- some uh, some some Reeses. I'll eat the Reeses. My mom used to make the fucking 
best baller-ass Easter baskets. Oh, my gosh. They were so good. She's a florist, so it's, like, kind of not fair. (laughs) That's true. But I would get, like, CDs. I would get books. I would get magazines. I would get, like, really fun, cool shit. She would get me, like, craft projects, like, needlepoint and, like, paint by numbers and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And then, of course, lots of candy, obviously. Yeah, Yeah. but um, it was, I loved Easter as a little kid. My mom just uh, sent me a picture of her little cupcakes that she made. She made little bunny cupcakes. It's really adorable. (laughs) Your mom's adorable. And and somehow uh, it looks like they must be carrot. Maybe they're carrot cake cupcakes because she drew a little carrot on two of them. Then there's one that's just a cupcake with sprinkles on it. Some I guess she ran out of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah. My my dad used to. My dad used to get like one of those big bags of jelly beans that had like all of the prime colors and stuff. And he would go and he would hide the jelly beans all throughout like a two or three rooms in the house, like late at night. And he'd always try to like camouflage them. So it'd be like a yellow <laughs> jelly bean, like tucked, you know, in like the, uh, the pleats of like a yellow lampshade. And some of them we wouldn't find for like years later. Delicious. So That's we, really we always cute. had. Yeah, so we had to like always sort of check the, the the firmness of the jelly bean that we found to make sure it wasn't one that we had like <laughs> neglected from like three years prior. That's cute. Easter egg hunts every, are fun. Yeah. Good wholesome times. When we were in college, at New College, they had the Easter keg hunt. And they oh, would yeah? set up kegs around campus. And... uh <laughs> You would find one. One day, one year, it was right outside my dorm room, and there were motherfuckers at six a goddamn m outside of my dorm room just drinking beer, and I was furious. Yeah, probably the people who put it there. <laughs> but like, they also oh, used wait. to hide like little eggs all around campus that sometimes had weed in them. We got in oh, big trouble shit. for that one year. Yeah. Well, but, never again will people get in trouble for that because. That shit is legal. Well, legal. not in Florida, blah, blah, but blah, yeah, blah. it is legal in New York now. It's yeah. it's it's close to legal in Florida. Yeah, medical marijuana. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, okay. you can smoke weed anywhere. You can smoke a cigarette in New York now. Fucking crazy! You it can is put legal. Three ounces in clear Ziploc bags and just like pin them to your coat with like clothes hangers and just like just walk wave. around. Yeah. yeah, wave a peace sign to officer friendly as he drives by. Yeah, and yeah, you could like you could make a shirt out of weed <laughs> and just wear it. And if you're a woman, you could. So if you're a guy, you can just go without a shirt. But if you're a yeah. woman, you can just put some nugs over your nips and you're good to go. Yeah, it's my, neither my... nudity nor drug possession. That's man, laws are crazy. That's what I'm doing at the <laughs> farmers market this summer. Once I'm once I'm fully vaxxed, I'm going to the farmers market with just nugs oh, over shit. the nips. Yo, you guys just came out with like the next Spencer's gift idea. Yeah, smokable underwear. <laughs> like, like pure pure hemp cloth, but it's like dank hemp cloth. You know, like really resiny. You know. Yeah. Or, is, or All right. yeah, yeah. Let's okay. get to some news, fellas. That's enough fooling around. Um, did you see that Norlight is uh, looking at uh, some charges? The New York State Atter- State Attorney General is going after the Norlight plant. Longtime listeners Fuck will you. know that we've talked about this story quite a bit. Um, Norlight is a uh, incineration plant that's in Cohoes, our sister city across the across the 
river from us. And they have been burning a toxic firefighting foam that is no longer used due to its links to cancer. And a FOIL request revealed a a couple of years ago, I think, right? A year ago, year and a half Mm -hmm. ago, that they were doing this and um, they didn't stop when they were told to. Yeah, with with the complicity of the uh, EPA. They had an EPA administrator on site, which was like, yup, let's burn these forever chemicals. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, like if you have a Fed, like saying, nah, it's good. Like, of course you can't keep doing it. <laughs> but yeah, now the New York State Department being, of... En- now the New York Sorry. State Department of Environmental Conservation is going after them, and the Attorney General is going to fucking crush them. Probably not. So this, probably be fine. This, this article is from uh, WNYT, a local news uh, station, but they're referring to New York Attorney General T- as Tish James. I've never heard her called Tish James. Is that... Like, I've heard her referred to as Letitia James, right? Yeah. Is, um, it, is WNYT on, like, like a real familiar first basis name, with her? Like yeah, a first I name guess. basis? <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Please, Thanks, call WNYT. me Tish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I assume that that's what uh, the Attorney General wants. It would be very strange if they just decided to call her that. But, um, but yeah, it's good news. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they get their asses and... Maybe even like the people of Cohoes get some money or something. Maybe a class action lawsuit at some point. But everyone gets five dollars. <laughs> Everybody hey, gets five an, bucks uh, is five bucks. Yeah, that'll get you a decent nug. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Now. Yeah. For real. Um, yeah. So, quote uh, on March 16th, DC initiated formal enforcement proceedings against Norlight after uh, ongoing monitoring of this facility documented multiple violations and unacceptable conditions resulting in dust impacts on the surrounding uh, community. We had talked about that in terms of the um, the silica dust being like a million tiny knives that people were breathing in. Oh, right. Yes, the tiny yeah. knives. Yep. And then as part of that enforcement proceeding, DEC demanded that Norlight address the ongoing violations and immediately cease all unauthorized activities that could result in dust illicitly escaping from the facility. Because Norlight's management has failed to agree to DEC's enforcement terms, DEC has referred the matter to the Office of the Attorney General to pursue the matter in court on behalf of the state of New York. DEC will continue our comprehensive efforts to increase accountability at the facility, responding to concerns, assess appropriate penalties for violations, and keep the community informed. So, sounds like an improvement. And just for listeners, it's DEC. So this is not anything coming out of Washington because they don't give a fuck about us. Uh, this is the <coughs> Department of Environmental Conservation. So, which could uh, work, fun everybody. Histor- fun historical fact: the federal EPA is modeled off of New York's DEC because mm. uh, Nixon and uh, Nelson Rockefeller, the governor at the time of the Nixon presidency, were, were rivals. And, Nick, and the, one of the reasons that Nixon signed the, uh, the EPA into existence was, beca- was to uh, steal the thunder of Nelson Rockefeller. Ah. Fun fact. Petty bitches get the goods. Yeah, let me tell you, folks. <laughs> this is why pettiness will save us all. You know, I you know th- this isn't in the show notes, and we've we kind of like already moved past marijuana legislation stuff. But I it just came across uh, the the wire, and by the wire, I mean the, my iPad. That um, 
that like Schumer <laughs> is now saying that Congress will move forward to legalize weed in the in, like nationally, even as Biden is head is hesitant. Is, Biden is said many times, from, yeah, during the campaign that he did not want weed legalized. Right. Yeah. And 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 that and Chris was just saying like they just fired like half a dozen people like a dozen people because they smoked weed like four years ago at Bonnaroo or something like that <laughs> and they were dumb enough to uh, tell the the truth on a government forum yeah well I mean like to some well, degree that's it's on like, them yeah yeah I mean if your boss Kamala is like lying about smoking <laughs> yeah. weed and listening to Snoop Dogg in the eighties then like you you should you would feel like you know you could do, you could do that but um, yeah what. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever seen uh, where Chuck Schumer lives in Washington, D.C. He lives in, no. like, a flop house with, like, three other senators. <laughs> no way. I am convinced that he doesn't actually live there, that that's just all, like, for, like, the cameras. Um, that's a weird thing to put on camera, that you, that hey, you basically live flex. world, like, a 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but, but, like, I'm starting to think that maybe, like, Maybe it's Schumer, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I see. It, yeah, uh, he's a he's a like pothead. He, like, yeah, like maybe Chuck Schumer is like, just like really Chuck loves weed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like, "This is my time. This is it." <laughs> I'm just gonna. Yeah, I mean, I want to smoke in all fifty favorable light. You know, like yeah. At this point, the people that are holding on for prohibition are. Um, I don't know. Doing it at great political expense. Yeah, I think there's that a, happened a, fast. Very, very few few people yeah. who are like, you know, trying to keep weed like illegal, like in this yeah. country. Like it's it's that's why I don't 75%? understand Biden's. Yeah, it's it's huge. Like it has better support than fucking Congress does. That's why I don't understand Biden's. Like, and not even hesitance. It's opposition. Like he does not want we legalized at the federal I mean, level man man wrote the drug the, you know, the war on drugs law you know like the or the uh the crime bill so well Maybe yeah if, but i mean it was popular then so he should do what's yeah. popular now which is legalize fucking weed yeah maybe if uh the me too movement had taken Tara Reed's um, accusations a little more seriously, then maybe we would have federal legalization by now because that's apparently what happened to cuomo like Cuomo was like yeah. biting it tooth and nail for years while like publicly saying that he was, you know, trying his best to legalize it. And then when his fucking house of cards started crumbling, uh, he's like, Oh, yep, you guys can chew now. All right, great. Uh good luck. Have fun. I mean, I think that's why I was able to get the vaccine, is cause, you know, Cuomo was like, uh uh, gotta distract uh everybody <laughs> over thirty. Everybody over thirty can get it. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to uh, hold uh, President Biden accountable for um, his horrendous uh, deeds. Speaking of holding holding uh, Biden accountable for being a shitty president, let's talk about this story uh, reported by Stephen Semler that the flow of military equipment to police has accelerated under Biden. In fact, it is three times higher than it was in 2020s. Uh, well, I mean, it's throughout. So, OK, that's not necessarily fair. But quarter four of 2020, 13 million dollars worth of equipment went to the went to police. Uh, and in quarter one of 2021, it is 34 million. So 
it has trebled since the last quarter. Yeah. So the the uh, this is through uh, the Pentagon has something called the 1033 program, which uh, is basically like the big lots of military equipment. Where mm-hmm. yeah, that is like it's just like, like excess stuff that we didn't use to like kill Yemeni children. Or like, do you want this to kill black yeah. children? And then, uh, yeah. and th- there's like controlled and uncontrolled material. Why do we do that? Why do we call it? Ma- I don't know. Material. Just, <laughs> what the fuck is I that? D- um, but uh, it's uh, uh, you know, so like in, through the 1033 program, like like Troy's police department bought like a pickup truck or something. Like you can buy like fairly innocuous but cheap stuff, and only police departments can do it, which is so ah, right. It's like, like maybe maybe a fire department could use a truck or some office equipment they also give like office equipment maybe our schools would like some of these fucking post-it notes like yeah yeah but no these are military post-it notes they're camouflaged so you can't see whatever you wrote on (laughs) Uh, but uh um yeah so so the the, um this is this this is the program that that we're talking about here where um in like so for like Q2 and Q3 of 2020, it was pretty steady with like 24 million uh, and 25 million respectively. Like um, the uh, most common items sent to police this quarter, you was just thinking like, well, maybe like they just really need some post-it notes, right? Like, or, yeah, yeah. or, or, or they're, you know, they're, they're get, doing some spring cleaning and need to like, you know, put all their flak vests in a pickup truck and put them in the storage locker so, you know, you can spruce up or something. Nope, it is um, 9mm pistols, 5.6mm rifles. Uh, yeah, magazines. Yeah, yeah it's, ma- yeah, it's the ma- yeah, magazines. Not the guns for, themselves, yeah, the, but yeah, it's, it's magazines. Guns. Yeah. It's, well, like, it's bullets. Yeah. yeah they're, they're buying like a shit ton of bullets. It, when you're, like, hanging with your boys and you all have your plate carriers on, like what you don't hot want white boy to summer. have, yeah, yeah, hot white boy summer. Yeah, like you need those play carriers filled to the brim. You need magazines on magazines, like coming out of every <laughs> fucking. You need a war belt. You need um, a bandolier. You know, like, yeah, it's fucking critical, man. Yeah. And then the so second one is military. Boys are going to be showing you up, and you can't let that happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second most is military vehicles. Oh like, yes, like, uh, with a total acquisition like, value of twenty-two million dollars. Damn, that's a lot of uh, school children's uh, lunches. That's yeah. a lot of uh, I don't know uh, respirators uh, in hospitals for the next pandemic. Um, also, uh, w- the last episode we had talked about the fact that uh, the Rensselaer County Sheriff's Department has a tank. We couldn't come up with the name of it. It's the conservator of the peace. <laughs> conservator. Yeah, I knew it was something yes, like the that. Conservator of the peace. Oh my god! You what? You don't want your peace conserved? You don't want <laughs> that shit goes bad if you don't have a. What is a conservator? <laughs> yeah, conservator. And so this is some live under a conservatorship. <laughs> <laughs> So this is something that Biden could end immediately. Um, he could issue an executive order to prevent all future transfers, and he could also recall uh, military equipment from police custody. Um, 
It's a conditional loan. Con- this controlled material, material, uh, is a conditional loan. So we could just take it back from them. Yeah. But, but come on, Brittany, that's jobs. Like the reason that they're <laughs> bu- rebuilding, you know, all these new magazines and stuff is, you know, it's just a fucking make work program for the military. And if they didn't have like a perfectly good excuse, like arming, you know, the civilian fucking police force to the teeth, then, you know, like they wouldn't be able to just waste all of our taxpayer money. It's true. You know, the working class really, it's its pretty problematic for me to even say that we shouldn't be doing this because what those working class jobs, they have great benefits. Like, yeah. why would we want to get rid of those? Pensions? Uh, yeah, Isn't this yeah. what the left wants? Yeah. It, it's a, um, uh, they need the bullets for economic anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> um, am I doing it right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you all just right. want all these uh, arms manufacturers to just learn to code. You just want to pu- push them into the gig economy. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, next thing you know, they're going to be driving around uh, doing door-to-door drop-offs of, of these bullets. Nobody wants that. <laughs> you know? Doesn't even pay. Those bullet delivery drivers are making yeah. like $7 an hour. It's not good. Yeah, it's... We we will, by the by the next five years, hear something called the Uber of bullets. Like that's gonna happen. Like why not? Weren't you telling me, David, that like gun, like gun sales have gone through the roof? Was it you or was I? No, maybe I saw that no, on Twitter. No, but I, I, um, I, that that seems almost um like the weather. Like that seems like a force yeah, of nature. It, <laughs> like a Democrat well, I mean, gets elected and like they just start buying a shit ton of guns. I well, mean, like even under Trump, since the unrest started, yeah, yeah, even yeah. under oh, Trump, like gun, yeah. like gun sales had tripled in 2020 yep. versus like every year gun sales go up obviously mm-hmm. but in 2020 they went up like 300 percent um Tight. i think because of the blm movement you know and fear yeah. of fear There's of black just people not enough, but... yeah small arms in the united states and it's a problem but like the private sector is working on it yeah and, like you know just very innovative time. yeah yeah <sighs> I was going to say CNN, CNN two days ago uh, had a headline, gun background checks soar to record in March following mass shootings and gun control bills. Yeah. Well, that's what we want to do, right? We want more background checks. And we want more. (laughs) That's that's what liberals want. Yeah. It's just like. Don't give them to mentally ill people. That's for sure. Yeah. Fucking horseshit. Oh, boy. All right. All right, you, you were talking about uh, talk, talking about something uh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's a it's a bit controversial, actually. I've been seeing a lot of I've been seeing a lot of heated debates about whether or not this is funny on Twitter. Um, That's the best. Kind I think of it's. Funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really feel that bad for the victims in this. I mean, I don't. Okay. So let's just say what it is. This is from the New York Times. Uh, how Trump How Trump steered supporters into unwitting donations. Online donors were guided into weekly recurring contributions. Um, the money. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is funny. Okay. It's just so, funny. So Winred, which is the for-profit, by the way, uh, fundraising out- outfit that Trump, um, that was mostly for Trump to raise money, but a couple of other Republicans used it too. And Wait, it was called Winbred? 
win red. red. Is like it, oh. win it's and the then Republican red. version of Act Blue. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's it's, um, it's just like a money a money uh man, money transferring company that just like is the middleman for small dollar donations. Yeah, uh, so usually, not the usually the small PayPal. dollar is a. But yeah. Well, yeah, um, like you, like you, Sheldon Adelson's corpse isn't funneling money through WinRed, right? It's a, uh, uh, it's for like, you know, smash individual the donors. Now. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, WinRed and the Trump campaign, um, it started off fairly innocuous. Something that ActBlue does sometimes too, which is it by default checks a box that says that you want to make your donation recurring. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so as Trump was being outraised by Biden, like ever increasingly, he didn't he did not like that. And so he started <laughs> demanding that his campaign fucking do something about it. Mm-hmm. And so they little by little changed their user interface on their like splash pages for donations to make it harder for donors to realize that they were giving more than they intended so it starts off with this story of um stacy blatt who was in hospice care last september and listening to rush limbaugh's dire warnings about how badly donald j trump's campaign needed money so he goes online and he gives 500 bucks um, yeah i mean to be fair rush limbaugh was dying so (laughs) all of his warnings were incredibly dire (laughs) (laughs) so he uh this is a 63 year old man battling cancer uh living in kansas city less than a thousand dollars living on less than a thousand dollars per month so this was pretty much like everything he had was this five hundred dollars but uh the next day Another $500 was withdrawn from his account, and then $500 what? the next week, and every week through mid-October, all without his knowledge, until Mr. Blatt's bank account had been depleted and frozen. When his utility and rent payments bounced, uh, he called his brother for help, and soon discovered that $3,000 in withdrawals had been made by the, com- the, by the Trump campaign in less than 30 days. So this happened to tons of people who donated to the campaign, and they issued massive massive refunds i mean it was something like like millions of dollars in refunds um and so here's how they did this and there are like images in this article if you want to look at them but they had these small yellow boxes uh in march 2020 this was the yellow box it just is like a little little rectangle and it says make this a monthly recurring donation and it comes so- pre-filled with a check mark yeah, so like I'm I'm red hot and angry about uh like trans kids existing, and so like I'm like I'm gonna give them uh, give and I have a uh um a lot of economic anxiety, so I'm gonna give Donald Trump a thousand dollars because I don't have a lot of money, <laughs> and and, and the, I I give him a thousand dollars thinking that I'm only gonna give him a thousand dollars this one time. Because I'm so angry, my 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 butthole is puckering, and uh, but I, I but I, what the website is doing is gonna it automatically checked a box that makes it like a thousand dollars every every week. 
Well, in the beginning, right. so let, let's start back from how it started. Let's let's start with how it started and then how it ended. Um, so, like, this is something that Act Blue does all the time. A pre-checked box that says, make this a monthly recurring donation. And I don't really think that that's super predatory. But then they added another little box that says, let's break a fundraising record on President Trump's birthday. Join now. And then it says this additional in tiny little lettering below it. It says this additional donation will process on, you know, and then it gives you the date. So now that's two pre-checked yellow boxes. Um, But he was still... On his birthday, right? Like, how fucking pathetic is that? No one at birthday present. Don't don't you want to give this billionaire like some of your hard earned money? Like, he's owning the libs. But his his fundraising still remained flat, um, and he was he just wasn't he wasn't raising as much as he wanted. So then, in early September, it got a little more aggressive. Now the first little yellow box box says make this a weekly recurring donation and then the second the second box says president trump i debate joe biden on september 29th and i need to know that i have your support join the trump cash blitz now donate an additional 100 dollars automatically on 929 in small small lettering below it so now that's two checkmark boxes, one of them for a weekly donation, and there's more text, so it's harder to see what you're signing up for. Then the boxes changed again. Now the first box says, join the president's executive club for true patriots only. Make this a weekly recurring donation until until 11.3. So now tiny text, not bolded below it, that says make this a weekly recurring donation. The second uh, box now reads <laughs> The second box now reads President Trump, congrats. You've been selected as our end of quarter MVP. Join the cash blitz now and make it official. Donate an additional $100 automatically on 930. Yeah, they're not really helping the whole like you're a Nazi thing by constantly using the word blitz. Just saying. Like maybe, maybe calm down on the Blitzkrieg uh, reference. So oh, now, that's, by that, oh, like, I just like I like you're an MVP. <laughs> Come on, congrats! We're gonna take more of your money. Yeah, like you won. <laughs> like, <laughs> you won the opportunity to continue to paying us every money. week. So now by October, October, it gets so much worse. Now there are nine lines of bold-faced texts with all caps words sprinkled in. This is the final month until Election Day, and we need every patriot stepping up if we're going to win four more years for President Trump. He's revitalizing our economy, restoring law and order, and returning us to American greatness. But he's not done yet. This is your chance. Stand with President Trump and maximize your impact now. Make this a weekly recurring donation until 11-3. And now the second box. And they the second boxes start with like President Trump colon, where it's like, I guess they're trying to indicate that he's talking directly to you, but it's like a very yeah, bizarre way to indicate that. You're very special. I love you. You're beautiful. Please, for my birthday, I just really, really want this pony. You can help me with it and we can beat Biden and the, 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 the liberal communists that are trying to take over the country. 
so yeah, that the second box has a bunch more text. It's all the same. It's what you would explore, expect. Operation MAGA, help me secure victory in November, whatever else. You inspired me to keep fighting this past week, and I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm asking you to join Operation MAGA and help me secure victory in November. <laughs> you make me feel so special. So there were a couple of, so not only did all these people give donations that they obviously didn't realize they were giving that totally like broke their bank. Now you can get refunds for political contributions and the Trump campaign issued tens of millions of dollars in refunds after election day. So basically they got an interest free loan from millions of small dollar donors um, and then lots of people who just figured like, oh, you know, the people who like donated 10 or 15 bucks and then they got all of these extra donations like, the, you know, some of those people are just like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to bother with it. I didn't mean to mm-hmm. donate that much, but no big deal. Um, but, you know, a lot of these like people who are living on lower incomes or fixed incomes, they're like, I'm going to give one big donation because I can afford it. Maybe they just got their stimulus check and they're like, I'll give half of that to President Trump's campaign. I mean, after all, he gave me the stimulus. Yeah. Yeah. He signed the check. Yeah, his name's right there on the check. Uh, To to give a sense of proportion, in the final two and a half months of 2020, the Trump campaign, the Republican National Committee, and their shared accounts issued more than 530,000 refunds worth $64.3 million. Jesus. And people in banking were saying, like, they were inundated with, like, fraud, you know, fraudulent, um, like, files of of, uh, bank fraud and credit fraud. Because people were seeing this and they didn't think that, like, this can't be the campaign. This can't be President Trump doing this to me. Like, this is is fraudulent activity when it wasn't fraudulent activity. Um, And there were uh, several bank representatives said that uh, at their peak, when red cases represented as much as one to three percent of their workload, which may oh, not shit. sound like that much, but like how much of banking activity has to do with political contributions, like a tiny fraction. Yeah. So I mean, we should yeah, say how- that we should say that that uh, um, uh, all uh, presidential campaigns do have to do refunds like and, and sometimes mm-hmm. it does number in the hundreds of thousands or even like millions of dollars because it's stuff like uh you know you you gave too much than what's like federally allowed or um or you did accidentally click the make it every week thing but it's nothing close to these numbers yeah so biden had 21 million and trump had 122 million nearly a five like a six times increase uh over biden yeah yeah you know, I remember that like the craziest thing I remember as it related to fundraising was after Trump lost the election, like straight up lost, like it had been decided, it had been like confirmed, and it was very clear that he straight up lost the election. He did record numbers of uh, fundraising for his campaign to fight the steal, to stop the steal that he insisted was actually happening. and continued to rake in like millions and millions of dollars. And apparently this was all so that like he could bail out the campaign fund and not have to like end up being personally liable for it or something. I don't remember like the exact details, but I remember that was like the shadiest part. Yeah. 
yeah, it, it, it does. It does seem like, uh, like they did a lot of this, um, uh, uh, refund knowing they did a lot of this, knowing that they were going to have to issue a lot of refunds and a lot of the fundraising they did after the election was to cover a lot of these refunds. <laughs> Really, oh, and of course, really Winred does not refund fees, which they take like a 30 cent fee per donation. And then they take a small percentage. It was like 3.8 percent or something like that. Um, and they don't refund the fees. So Winred made out like a fucking bandit in all yeah. of this. Yeah. Bandits, said Victor uh, Amolino, a 78 year old Californian who made a $990 online donation to Mr. Trump in Jeez. early September via WinRed. It recurred seven more times, adding up to almost $8,000. Quote, oh I'm retired. I can't afford to pay all that damn money. Unquote. It's like, my heart goes out to these rubes. Yeah. On some yeah, level, I mean, like, that's ultimately are... the question. Do we feel bad for them? Yeah. I totally feel bad for them. Because, like, they're but the grace of God go I, you know, like these people are not that different than you or I. They're just like, yeah, I remember when you were saying, like, how much should I donate to Trump? And we were talking about it. We were like running <laughs> yeah. the numbers. The, the, the point I guess I, I, I'm trying to bring up there is that like what I believe in who I am has so much to do with like the circumstances I find myself in that I was raised in. I was born in. I had the life experience of, you know, the friends that I have in my society, like, you know, just the circumstances of my life created me to being, you know, an anarcho-communist podcaster, right? And like, had they been slightly yeah. different, and I ended up in a different part of the country, or, you know, with a different education set, or like, maybe one of my parents, you know, was in prison, like, a bunch of the years or whatever, like, who knows what would have happened. And like, so I see Trump hey. voters in, you know, as being like, I don't know. They're, they're human beings, you know, and like they I mean, yeah, don't deserve beings, to be but... milked by these psychopaths. Like, remember they... when Steve Bannon went to jail for, or did he go to jail? I think, I think he went to jail, right? For, or Can't he got track. sued. He basically had said, I am uh, going to build that wall. Like, you know, give me money and I'll build the wall. And he ended up getting like in legal trouble because he didn't use the money to build the wall. And like pulling, <laughs> pulling one over on fucking MAGA chuds is like, Ben the grift. Yeah. yeah. You know? well, the, th the thing, though, is that, like, they are also grifters. Like, these people make, like, like some of these in the, in the New York Times, mostly because it's the New York Times, like, want to maintain the economic anxiety myth that these are all people that, like, are on their last dollar and they were ho hoodwinked by, by, by Trump. But, like, a lot of these people like can afford can afford like an a thousand dollar donation and then are just like annoyed that they actually spent nine thousand dollars like some of them do have some like serious uh uh health and finance issues resulting from this but a lot of them are themselves like grifters and it's just a pyramid we are we are uh uh we are governed by a series of multi-level marketing schemes <laughs> and I, I really do think that like yeah. that like a lot of these people, it's just funny because it's not because they had some sad life circumstances and now they're being taken advantage of. They are mean, cruel people that wanted to see other people hurt by their big wet president and their big wet president uh, lied to them and then took their money. And I think that that's funny. I just think that's funny. And yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, we should to extend like to your, empathy to everyone, but like, 
a sure. lot of these people uh, don't des- I don't I don't deserve my empathy. They just don't. And I don't They're buy my the political argument enemy. that like I don't buy the argument that like you know it's life circumstance that turns you into a hateful racist because there are tons of people who grow up in the exact same circumstances as conservatives. You know, I mean, yeah. like, look, if you look at these disenfranchised counties where that go Republican, it's not like they go Republican by 90 percent. Like they go Republican by a few points, by 10 or 12 yeah, yeah. points, which means there yeah. are plenty of people who are growing up in the exact same circumstances as conservatives and don't turn into horrible bigots. So, yeah, so I, I don't want to say that, like, economic anxiety turns you into a bigot. I'm trying to say that, like, when your friends and family are bigots, the likelihood of you being a bigot is very high. You know what I mean? Like that. The, I, don't, the, I don't. You know, know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I don't, I, I'm just. I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm feeling really generous with uh, forgiveness and empathy, uh, especially now that like Trump is been, you know, is, is just like. Releasing press releases with, you know, old White House letterhead. Like, I, <laughs> that, that <shit> like <laughs> the, the office of Donald J. Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I don't know. I mean, like, I guess, I guess what I am getting down to is like these these people's moral failings or like political opinions, you know, because they bite buy into the right wing propaganda as opposed to the left wing propaganda. You know, like the they watch Fox News instead of MSNBC, and therefore they're bad people now. Because they've like completely, you know, uh, bought into it. It's like, yeah, they have a ton of retrograde views that I hold with like a lot of uh, apprehension and revile. And I hope they change their mind. But like, I guess I'm empathetic to this situation that a multi-million dollar industry made people believe most of the things that they believe in this country. Whether it's, you know, like people who are drinking the MSNBC Kool-Aid or people who are reading the Breitbart, drinking the Breitbart Kool-Aid, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. If you're yeah. a bigot, it's your fault. You made yourself a bigot. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying. I don't have sympathy not, for, for. I'm not saying that that's, that's not the truth. I'm just saying, I don't know. I mean, like, look, here's a thing, like, th- this, this was probably the most disturbing part of this um, article. Is that, um, uh, but for some Trump supporters like Ron Wilson, Winred is a scam artist. Mr. Wilson, an 87 year old retiree in Illinois, made a series of small contributions last fall that he thought would add up to about $200. By December, federal records show Winred and Mr. Trump's committees had withdrawn more than 70 separate donations from Mr. Wilson, uh, worth roughly $2,300. Predatory, Mr. Wilson said of Winred, like multiple other donors interviewed, though he held Mr. Trump himself blameless, telling the Times, I'm 100% loyal to Donald Trump. Which is not true. Like, this was not Winred deciding to make these little yellow boxes increasingly complicated and, like, uh, demagog- demagogical. Like, this was tr- Trump hammering his fundraising team to milk more money out of his supporters. Look, I feel bad for anybody who gets swindled by a con artist, okay? I I really do. But, like, I don't really feel empathy for these people. I I just, I can't make myself. And I don't know what's changed about me. Because, like, look, I, I wrote my dissertation on, like, horrible 
uh, uh, I wrote on the red pill and these like pickup artists and men right, men's rights activists. And when I was doing it, I did feel empathy for these men. And I uh-huh. don't know what's changed about me. Something has changed about me over the last few years. Um, Sounds like I you ran out of patience for him. I did. I ran out of patience. Yeah. I ran out of I ran out of empathy. I consider myself yeah. to be an incredibly empathetic person. You are. Um, yeah, you're very kind. But but like something has there some switch has been flipped in me and I don't like it. I don't like that. I feel this way about people. I hate it. And probably I could mm -hmm. choose to feel differently. But I don't. I don't give a fuck about these people. I think they're horrible bigots. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. that they got swindled. Um, You know, okay. let me me walk that back. I'm not glad that they got swindled, but I'm not sad. Okay. yeah, that's it. That's my rant. You know, you know, you, you know, we need. We need Marianne Williamson on national TV every, every week. We need we need the the to power of the good vibes. Wound. Yes, we need we need a uh, a, a, a fighter on behalf of love. <laughs> I I understand what you're yeah. saying, uh, Brittany, and I you know like I guess like w- where I'm coming from with the empathy right is like where do we go from here right like we're in this really weird political crossroads. Where like the Republican Party has just been completely subsumed by Trumpism and, you know, just like pretty naked, like racist bigotry, like nationalist, you know, like it's been like that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But the question is, what comes next? Right? Like, does Trump run again? Like, you know, do they do they get him to 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 just do the same exact thing for a third time? Like, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like the 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 idea of hypothetically some type of miraculous force coming in and like reminding all of the MAGA chuds that aren't you know in the ruling class. And I recognize that there are a lot of MAGA chuds that are in the ruling class. But like I would say strictly by numbers because of just the percentages of the population that are you know in or near poverty in the United States, a lot of them aren't. And that if they were reminded that they had way more in common with the people who are getting swindled by Act Blue, that would be a good thing. And so I guess I'm being optimistic that that's like possible or plausible uh, in trying to like, you know, cultivate a sense of, um, I don't know, just, uh, I guess they hate poor people. And even when they themselves are poor, like they see it as a moral failure. So, you know, and they see their own poverty as a direct byproduct of a, sta- a government that taxes them too much, a government that takes their money and gives it to black people. Like, that's how a lot of these because I've known a lot of racist Southern mm-hmm. poor people because I come from the mm-hmm. South. And a lot of these mm-hmm. people have all their class anxiety is not directed up. It is directed mm-hmm. horizontally. Mm-hmm. They see a neighbor who doesn't have who has as much as them and feel that they're that they are deserving of rising above that status. And that person is not. So getting yeah. a lot of th- the bigotry makes it very difficult to cultivate class solidarity. Now, those mm-hmm. divisions do come from the ruling class. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we always that wonderful metaphor of, you know, the 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 cookies on the table and the rich person takes all of them and says that guy's going to steal your cookie. Like, I understand that mm-hmm. that indoctrination comes from above, but mm-hmm. the people who fall prey to it do so for their own reasons. Mm-hmm. And so if those of us who can escape that propaganda machine 
and fight against that internalized bigotry and hope to change it and hope to change the world thereby can do it, Mm -hmm. then I don't really think I don't think that it's fair to human beings to treat them as little automatons that just suck up propaganda and just, you know, input output. Like, I don't um, I think that's a grim, oblique view of humanity. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I do place the blame ultimately at the feet of the individual bigot who has decided that he's going to scrape together his last five hundred dollars and give it to the give it to the wet guy who promises to like, you know, uh, uh, like hurt and kill black people and immigrants. Like, I don't know. That's that's on you. Yeah. 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 I guess I'm thinking about it's just like our collective success in any type of like improved social environment is going to require people on their side coming on to our side somehow, right? Yeah, you know, which right. is to say like and in that being said, like I don't think that like the opinions of a bunch of like, you know, leftist podcast uh East Coast elites <laughs> like necessarily like <laughs> way too much on that, but I think like, you know, uh it it would be it would be it would be great if they learn these lessons of just like how much they've been fucked by the people that they have been taught to love and just like, you know, hate them. Like, you know, I don't know. Hopefully a lesson will come out of this for, for a lot of these people. It's pretty wild that apparently it's not though. Like the fact that the thing that uh, David just read about how these people like, you know, there's nothing wrong with their perfect boy and that they don't hold him responsible for having, you know, eight thousand dollars of their like pension checks like you know t- taken that it was it was just you know the uh win red um yeah it's it, i don't know <laughs> you know what i i think i just got the easter spirit you know what i'm saying yeah no it's good yeah. you should keep that i should i should get some i i i think i would probably be a better person if i could go back to the me of 2015 and feel that empathy for these people but you just gotta open your heart to zombie jesus yeah i guess so (laughs) that seems pretty unlikely to happen yeah i I don't i don't want to open it all up again but i i I, yeah I, i i still don't have any empathy for them and i don't think it's productive to have it to be honest yeah I, I, they, well, they they need to change. Color me counterproductive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they 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 need to change, and that's yeah uh, yeah no, and, and, no that, and that's whether by hook or by crook, and uh, they uh, they're mostly well off. Like I mean, like over half of people making over a hundred thousand dollars voted for Trump. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not it's not people who are in danger of like they they need a champion to save them from you know falling into poverty or something like it, a lot of it yeah. is just people who are angry at at brown people for for a relative depravity right like they they thought yeah. they would have more and then they already have and they're and they're very mad about it and yeah, a lot of it made, a lot of it is a or they've made the calculus that them keeping their money and not being taxed is worth the oppression of others <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which is, like, which is true Bernie for a lot Sanders, of them. Yeah, you have Bernie Sanders going on TV, like publicly uh, admonishing Winred for, uh, you know, like stealing all of these like Rube's money, and the same Rube's turn around and go fucking commie. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a I um, they're political enemies. 
We have to treat them like yeah. political enemies. They're enemies. Yeah. We, it, you ha- Man, in David politics, and I are such tankies. Enemies. Poor Chris the anarchist. <laughs> yeah. in, in, po- in politics, you have enemies and you need to defeat them. And, yeah. and, and, once, and yeah. once they are defeated in the realm yeah. of politics, they could be um, persuaded to uh, act differently. AKA re-educated. <laughs> but but there, there I'm, I'm like serious that uh, like, you know, like once in in the moment of defeat, they could very well like recalculate that they were wrong, or that yeah. you know, like now they uh, see that that they were hoodwinked because they lost, and in defeat, you get frustrated with the person that lost in your on your behalf, and like, yeah. I, I, and and a lot of these people do just kind of respect authority and uh, winning, and yeah. you have yeah. to win and win over the, and win them over. It's yeah. not like, oh gosh, you know, you were you were hoodwinked and like, gosh, ever like, I feel so bad for you. Like, no, they'll they'll tell you to go fuck the go fuck yourself. Like, you need yeah. to win them over through winning, and they want to be winners. And I, I, and so like, I, there, I don't see any, I don't feel like a better person for pe- feeling bad for them, and I don't feel like there's even any um, political utility in feeling bad for them. So well, I just I don't. Think, yeah, I mean. They definitely identify with the bad cop, so maybe the tanky approach is the right one to win them over. You I mean, know, really, maybe, like, like, I, like, I don't, I don't know how to like really get in the mind of and therefore be empathetic for the person that is dying, like they are dying, <laughs> and they have fifteen hundred dollars, and they give a third of it to the president. Yeah, well, I mean, these people have parasocial relationship with, you know, like, the strong man figure, which is like... Yeah, that's not something you, like, negotiate away from them. Like, you have to win, you have to defeat it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying be overly naive, you know, I'm not saying that these people aren't necessarily your political enemies. I guess I'm just saying, like, I'm the free hugs guy at the protest. But I'm also <laughs> trained in MMA and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I'll kill you like 10 times before you even hit the ground. You know? I'm trained in China, Asia. Yeah, I think I've, I, as, as I so often do, I find myself bet- betwixt the two of you. Um, yeah. I, I, you, want, you are my, my angel and my devil on either shoulder. And... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I want to find it in me to feel empathy for every human being because we are human beings. And these people are victims of a con man and a system that has taught them that it is smarter to hate your neighbor, um, that it makes you a winner. And I hate that. But also, I just think this is funny and I hate all of these people. And um, (laughs) whenever there's a debate as to whether something's funny, it's probably funny. (laughs) (laughs) all right let's talk quickly about this about this new cuomo thing this is like very quickly becoming the anti-andrew cuomo podcast but i'm just i I don't want to spend it always was uh, yeah we don't have to spend too much time on it but it's just again it's just funny basically uh he just loves zd so much loves zd and by zd i mean corruption (laughs) yeah it, which is really sad so. that we've besmirched the good name of a delicious pasta dish. I mean, every um, I, I I made a bunch of ziti 
like this week. So, you know, I, I always try to balance th- these things out. Sure. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Bring balance to the ZD. So, uh, so Cuomo wrote a book about how great he is uh, called American Crisis Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. What a fucking tool this man is. So, um, <laughs> and, and like the cover is like, it's a black and white photo of him with like his arms, with, with his hands like uh, appropriately like in deep thought kind of, you know, like holding each other. And he's like looking at the title of the book. Like contemplatively, mm-hmm. it's so. Oh God, yeah, it's I like fucking hate this guy. Praying so much. the rosary, and it's yeah. red, white, and blue. Like yeah. it's just so awful. Um, but apparently, the New York Times is reporting some new allegations that the governor may have used resources from his office to write his pandemic memoir. Of course, what? of course. What um, he wasn't burning the midnight oil. He he wasn't penning it to uh, by candlelight. Dear diary, today I saved thousands of New Yorkers' lives. So this comes from some emails that were uh, obtained that show that the governor relied on some of his aides and staffers to type up and edit the book. Um, Republican Assemblyman Michael Montesano. God, New York is so fucking full of Italians. Good Lord. Um, assembly partisan Italians. <laughs> That's not me being racist against Italians, okay? My husband's Italian. You can't say that I'm racist against Italians. Oh, um, imagine hey. if an Italian person was on this podcast. <laughs> would you? Would I say that if an Italian person yeah. was on this podcast? <laughs> um, so this this dude is in charge of the impeachment investigation, uh, and the assemblyman tells the New York Times was surprising to even him. Uh, it was surprising to him, even after all the other allegations the governor is facing. So, yeah. Good job, everybody. Good job, Governor Cuomo. I feel so bad for his poor fucking aides. Like, they've got to be, like, shaving the corns off his feet and, like, you know, buying his buying Christmas (laughs) gifts for his for his unloved children. And, like, they just got to be doing the most annoying, boring fucking work work on behalf of their king. (laughs) Yeah. But they're political enemies, so no fucking empathy. Okay. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quick, quick, quick. Who who would you who who would you uh uh work for? Klobuchar or Cuomo? Cuomo. Yeah, Cuomo. Klobuchar would I, I couldn't win in a fight. Like if she wanted to physically dominate me, she just would. Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds I mean, about right. Sp- speaking of, um, you know, hardcore uh, boss women, um, did you guys see the uh, the new Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, workout vid uh, drop this week? Are you fucking no. kidding me? No. And, like, and it's, I've never felt greater kinship with this woman. <laughs> she like, <laughs> she, she's got, you know, uh, like a barbell, right? Which is typically like 45 pounds. Sure. And then it's got two 25-pound plates on it. So, that's 95 pounds. Yeah. And she's, like, doing clean and jerks over her head. And she does, like, five of them. And then she jumps up on a pull-up bar, like, on her rack and just starts doing, like, this wild, like, flopping shit. <laughs> Here. Like, if you if you haven't seen this, uh, Brittany, we need your live react. One second. Let me okay, show you. Yeah. Like, like a flag in the wind. <laughs> it's breathtaking. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a little 
uh, I'm a little turned on. I don't know what to what to do about this. <laughs> I don't care for it. This is reminding me. I appreciate me that, the passion. Yeah, sure. <laughs> she and and it loops so perfectly that like if you look away for a second, like I just did, it looks like she's just doing this like in perpetuity, like just like yeah. pushing up this like enormous. Uh, it's like 90 pounds and then just like flapping around on a pole and coming back down and pushing it up again. Yeah. It, it, um, uh, didn't she like get like a cease and desist from, uh, uh, the, uh, from, a uh, what is it called? Uh, 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 what, what's the crazy cult like, uh, exercise that CrossFit CrossFit. Oh, CrossFit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did, didn't she get like, Which is, like full of Republicans by the way? Yeah, didn't didn't yeah, she yeah. didn't she get like a cease and desist from CrossFit to like never <laughs> yeah, talk they, you, like keep your, keep, her. keep yeah, her name yeah. out, out of your fucking mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. you, you can you can flop around on a pull up bar on your own time, lady. Like, just don't don't, don't get talk, us don't involved. Bring us up. That's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, like I I think you know like yeah. Here's a theory, right? Is that like CrossFit wouldn't do that if they didn't have something to hide and the thing that they have to hide is that most of the people that do CrossFit think uh, that QAnon is real. Yeah. It's actually, <laughs> yeah. Being CrossFit is uh, just uh, fighting the pedo hunters when you really get down to it. That's like why they have the ropes yeah. and they shake them real right. fast. It's yeah. like, you know, that, that's to prepare for, you know, the cabal. Right. It's when you, you, you grab the lizard oh, tails of the lizard people and you shake them around. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see the cross tabs on like whether and yeah, forget CrossFit. What about cross tabs? Uh, statistics hey, nerds? Hey. No, like um uh I would love to see the cross tabs of like how like how many CrossFit people like uh believe in like stop the steal and QAnon. Like what do you think those percentages are? It's gotta be high. It's definitely more than half. I mean, CrossFit, CrossFit weirdos are like, sorry to all our CrossFit listeners, if you're out there, I don't mean to like, I'm obviously not talking about you. Yeah. Talking about yeah, all the other ones. Yeah. We do have a, we do have a friend who does CrossFit and. Yeah. Saved really your cool. life. Uh, yeah. She, yeah, she probably, probably, uh, yeah. It, it, uh, it's a, it's really, if, man, if you're into it, like, man, that you get a body by Zeus, like, that's cool. Uh, though I'm just going to say that, you know, probably, um. Uh, is, is st- there's a statistical degree like at which you know you, you're like uh, yeah the QAnon probably lives well in those uh what do they call them like a box a crossfit box like they have a weird yeah, name something like, like they don't want to use the word gym so it's like a like a cage or a, a box or something it's a facility it's yeah. not crossfitters in cages <laughs> <laughs> It's an overflow facility. Have you seen I, the most recent uh, pictures of the kids in facility. cages? They've just replaced the fencing with like, uh, like plexiglass, plastic. like plastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just to you know, so that way they keep all the COVID inside and don't yeah. risk infecting the guards, yeah. the jailers. Liberals are like, you loved Bubble Boy. Now this is like a million Bubble Boys. <laughs> uh. All right, you guys ready for some good news? Yeah. Oh yeah. Good things take time. Like breeding Galapagos tortoises. Auckland Zoo has just hatched four teeny tiny Galapagos tortoises. They're so cute, you guys. They're oh so God. cute. This is the most hatched from a single clutch to date. Um, and uh, so Galapagos tortoises are endangered. 
Um, and because it's, they're dangerous and I delicious. <laughs> It's they are delicious. Village. It's, it's because, because they are so delicious. delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fortunately, we don't eat them anymore, or at least most of us don't. I don't know. Or maybe some do, people you have to do. do it in secret and shamefully. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Darwin. Yeah. Thanks, Darwin. Asshole. I mean, it's not. It's not Darwin's fault that they were so delicious. He didn't. He didn't know <laughs> what this was gonna. What he hath wrought. Um, this is why I only subscribe to Lamarckian theories of evolution. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a. That's a deep cut, David. Darwin canceled. <laughs> Uphold Lamarckian thought. <laughs> Reject Darwinism. <laughs> Reject <modernity>. Embrace Lamarckianism. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it takes it takes them a long time to make babies. Uh 110 day incubation period. And it looks like they have like they're wearing a little turtleneck. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's Yo. just their neck. That's just their neck. Yeah. Ectotherm. What is an ectotherm? Does that mean cold-blooded? Yeah, I think it means cold-blooded. Yeah. That is a cool-ass name. Yeah. So the specialists are saying uh, that all four animals are indicating they're in great health. They're extremely active from day one and already eating and growing in size and weight. Um, apparently, they've had like a lot of losses from like infections in the shells of of other babies that are very difficult to treat. Um, but these guys are looking good. And. Yeah, here they have all of the vital environmental elements they need. A temperature gradient from 35 degrees Celsius via an ultraviolet basking lamp down to 22 degrees Celsius at night and everything in between. And uh, a steady high humidity. They originate from equatorial oceanic islands after all. We've provided varying terrain for climbing, fresh grassy beds uh, that we spray with tepid water every afternoon, which mm. they love to tuck themselves into and feel safe at night. An afternoon area for time the sunshine to give additional vitamin D3 to aid calcium uptake from their diet. Damn, they're using all types of science on these turtles. Yeah. You know what? You know some good self-care is to spray some lettuce with some tepid water and just crawl right into it. Mm-hmm. I love to do that. I'm planning to yeah. do that later today because it's such a nice, Very restorative. nice Sunday. Yeah, Very it's incredible. restorative. Described uh, by Don as a, quote, reptilian cow. Uh, Glaucus tortoises require high fiber, moderate protein, and low sugar for their digestive health. Hatchlings and adults alike have a diet of chopped hay, leaves, and flowers from plants like dandelion, puha, and plantain. I gotta read this part about breeding. Sexual maturity is between 20 to 40 years, depending on how fast an individual grows to reach adulthood, and these reptiles can keep growing even up to 40 to 50 years old. Females use their hind legs to dig a flask-shaped hole and about half a meter deep and lay up to 16 billiard-sized eggs. I'm loving the comparisons with size yeah. here. They will, <laughs> yeah, it's really, really transporting me. Like, I yeah. feel like I'm there. I feel like I'm there. Yeah. They will urinate in the nest to soften oh, yeah. the soil and increase its humidity while laying. Very cool. Once laid, they fill the hole and walk away. Incubation is 110 to 150 days. And that's how you <laughs> ectotherm. I love this picture. Ladies, of the, if you're not peeing uh, on your eggs, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I love this little picture of the turtle on a scale in a little uh, clay like dish. Yeah, it's, it's super cute. 
You guys, if you're yeah, listening, you go. gotta look at the pictures here. It's adorable. Yeah, we're gonna post a link in the art. yeah. We're gonna post a link in the show notes as always. But um, they, for for such tiny babies, they look so old. Like even baby <laughs> Galapagos tortoises yeah. look like ancient. It's basically like the real life version of Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like little Benjamin buttons. <laughs> Benjamin cute as a button. Uh, yeah. All right. I think that about does it for us. You guys got anything else? Um, yeah, nothing. To, sorry. It is motorcycle season. I yeah. hate it. Uh, I fucking hate we it. We are here for it. Oh, oh wait, I, wait. We're, we, we hate it? I hate motorcycles. <laughs> I think they should be illegal. Yo, my new ZRX is the shit. We have no empathy for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want you to be safe and enjoy your time yeah. on your motorcycle, but I hate them and I think they should be illegal. They're, well, they're a menace to society. They're loud. They're dangerous. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the need to um, electrify, which is to say decarbonize our material economy um, as part of our uh, bonus that we're going to be recording right after this. And I believe that motorcycles are an important part of that. Okay. I'm interested idea, in hearing that take. Yeah, because ultimately it's like how much vehicle are we pulling around to carry our asses, right? right. Like the average ratio is like a 2,000 pound vehicle for like a 200-ish pound person or less. Like, you know, a motorcycle is like at least twice that. Okay. Well, I think they should of, have a governor of 60 miles per hour. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I but think we got to stop giving quieter. away. I think they need to be much, much quieter. And that's it. We can't give away any more of the goods for free. If you want to hear all more right, of our right. motorcycle opinions, you're going to have to head <laughs> over on to patreon.com slash ironweeds. Um, and I want to announce that the next episode of, and I'm going to say this so that it forces me to actually do it. The next episode of Reaction is going to drop next week. And it's a really it, fucking good series. And I think so people good. are really going to like it because it is a very fascinating historical little tidbit that uh i don't think nobody i have talked to yet has ever heard of it so i'm excited it's got jerry Maguire in it it's got jerry Maguire. i'm on the edge of my seat you should be you should be it's very good um yeah i think that's about it you should follow us on the twitter machine ironweeds pod you should follow us on the instagram uh contraption ironweeds pod and you should send us an email because we truly truly love hearing from you at ironweeds pod at gmail.com. I can't wait to sing in person with you guys in like a month and a half. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm so fucking excited. We love you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.